and welcome to the Triforce Podcast, episode 99 point something. Nine. Is it 99.9? Mm. It can't be. No way. It might actually, yeah. Oh my god. It might be 99.9. Holy crap. That that's almost been timed perfectly, because how far away are we from the big live 100 episode? Couple of weeks. Two Couple weeks? Couple of weeks, yeah. Two weeks. About two weeks away? Yep. Oh, and I'm away my. next week. I'm off on holiday. So, there, so there's not going to be one next week either? Well, the week unless after, we, I should yeah, say. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, unless we, re- unless we record one tomorrow. We'll just stay late. We can stay late, guys. You know. <laughs> just stay can, late. Just put we in. we got to, you know, work around the clock. Put in some overtime. You know, got to work hard. At the coalface of podcasting. When the when the horn blows and all of the other uh, Fred Flintstone people leave right on time, there we are. Working the extra hours, putting in, putting in work, putting in that extra effort to make another job. podcast. I've been watching the U.S. Office. I, I guess it's I'd, great. I never watched it all the way through when I watched it before, and I've just it's all on Amazon Prime, and I've just had it playing yeah. in the background while I've been playing um, Path of Exile and some other games. And man, it's like I don't know, like it's just a great, it's a great show. Sometimes it. it it, obviously, some of it's incredibly awkward, right? But it doesn't necessarily fall into the trap of being just a bit of a downer sometimes. Like sometimes some shows kind of deliberately, you see things get worse and worse and worse. And then they just like, how much worse can we make this? You know, whereas I, yeah. th- I feel like The Office like holds back, you know, before things get too bad, you know? Yeah. You, know what, you know, I think I, I think the difference between the, the UK, because I've watched I've watched all of it, like the whole thing up up until Michael leaves. I don't really care for the show after Michael Scott leaves because I think he, he was the linchpin for the show, yeah, um, I, I think that the reason it works for me as less comfortable, less uncomfortable than the UK office, which was so cringy, I actually couldn't watch it a lot of the time, is that the main character in the the UK office is Ricky Gervais's character, whereas the main characters in the US office are, are Pam and Jim, really are the protagonists, and. Yes, Michael is a main character, but the point is that they, you have their reaction to fall back on, and they're your so they're the audience, sort yeah. of horrified at what's happening and making fun of it and pranking Dwight and making sarcastic comments to Michael. So it, it feels less uncomfortable because Michael is like this force of nature that runs around the office and does all this goofy shit. But you always feel you also kind of feel sympathetic towards him because he, he's kind of pathetic. He just wants people to like him and he wants people to, to be happy at work and all the rest of it. And sometimes he does the right thing. Whereas I felt like um, the Ricky Gervais character on the, the UK office was just detestable, horrible man who, who never does the right thing. It was a very and, different show, uh, uh, yeah. uh, completely different and, and in good ways, though, right? Like, like I read a big thing about how they changed the because the first couple of seasons of The Office US are quite not similar, but like like not as different from the uk one you know and then they quite yeah, especially quickly... the first series i feel the first series is a lot more like the uk one it feels a bit more downbeat i almost feel like that like the ensemble cast which is a very american sitcom way of of doing it the, the the whole cast become characters and and you get jokes at the expense of the characters you know the characters so well that just seeing them in those situations is funny i felt like the uk one it was basically there were like five characters really like I didn't feel they fleshed out the whole office anywhere near as There much. was a time when the UK office was like, oh, it was the good one and the US office was the bad one. And then I think yeah. very quickly the, that that switched over. Um, really? Yeah. I've only ever watched the UK one. One thing that I always liked about the UK one was how shit everything was. You know, the <laughs> office was just so depressingly yeah. shit. The people were so fucking... They just seem kind of depressed and like, not depressed. I don't know. It's like, 
it, it felt like a little bit more realistic. Like I think I think a lot of people could uh, identify with the characters in that show more easily. You know, there was no gloss over it, right? I, I've never seen the US one, so I, I don't know if that's I think it's, the case. It's, but. it's similar. Everyone has as an idea, like everyone went to school and everyone went has probably worked in some sort of office at some point and kind of knows, or at least knows people who are like those people in the office. Mm. I mean, the, the people in the office are obviously very exaggerated versions, but... You know, you you kind of see these people just out and about in in real life. You know, you see like a a happy Stanley, like you know, laughing in a queue, or you see like a kind of you know angry like um, Meredith type woman, like you know, shouting with her boobs out in a fucking parade <laughs> or whatever. You know, in the middle of the street, you can see like snippets of of people and things that you recognize, and also the. The drama is so not mundane, but kind of tr- trivial stuff. Like it's a, it's a small office disagreement which spins out of control and ends up taking up way more time than it's worth. And you you know this, like everyone knows this from real life. And when they look back on these moments where they had an argument with someone about something that was just trivial garbage, <laughs> they think, "Fuck!" What? It's work. It's it's because you have to go and sit next to those people. Like you're stuck in an office with people. Like imagine if you were stuck next to to Creed, right? Who's like a real weirdo in the office. You're gonna have to work with him day in day out. Like Ryan, the 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 temp. He's sort of like been dropped into this, and he he. I think he he's also another one of the eyes of the audience. I mean, he cannot believe that this is a place where supposedly people do business, and it's like the best performing branch, which is also like a running joke. That Scranton is like one of the few branches that actually makes money, even though Michael Scott is like a terrible manager from a business perspective. I, I just think it, it's got all kinds of of little sort of good touches that make it work. It was you could tell they really loved the show and the characters. I think it come it absolutely comes across. Uh, how many seasons are there in the U.S. One is there a like lot. like twelve or something? Like I, I don't think it's that many. It might it might be ten. I don't think it's 12. Let's have a look. I'll Google it. This is the kind of trivial thing I'm talking about, guys. It's not <laughs> worth worrying about. Nine seasons. Nine, nine okay, seasons. Okay, nine. That's a lot, though. The UK one had yeah. two short seasons, like two seasons with like six episodes each or whatever. And yeah, also yeah. the US one. I mean, it has like 20 episodes per season sometimes. But oh, they, yeah. but they, they must have moved away from the original format fairly quickly, right? Or have they no, just extended it's, it's it, extended very much it, extended it? Mundane office stuff, like people like them arguing about cakes and you know birthdays and. Does the US one have like um, a guy like uh, what's his face? Like the you know like the the typical office jobs worth who like. You know, yes, Dwight Schrute, who's right. a great character. Right, okay. Like and he's it, Michael's number one guy. He's like his uh, assistant regional manager, assistant to the regional manager. Like he has to keep being reminded he's not the assistant manager. He's just the he's just like Michael's toady. Right. And does whatever he says. But he also tries to betray him because he yeah. really wants his job. He's really good. It character. works great in an American setting, right? Because we everyone knows a kind of I I, I even like I know people Americans who are a little bit like Dwight Schrute, i.e. they kind of, I don't know, they're not preppers necessarily, but you know what I mean? They're a little bit off the grid. They're a little bit independent. Like the, the American dream. Eccentric, yeah. You know, like they they kind of have these weird views that are, he's that a they bit seem of a, to he's just like be a very beard crossed with a behind. Prepper, kind of, yeah. Right. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, Dwight is obviously an amazing character. Yeah, and I, I really like the actor actually as well. Um, Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. 
who he did like I think it was quite a short-lived detective show. Yeah, I feel like he he that he's gonna he's one of those guys. Everybody loves him, but he he had a bit part in Juno where he worked behind a store counter. He's, you, you see him pop up in a few things, but the problem is he's a very weird-looking guy, so you, you recognise him straight away. That's the thing, yeah. That's Rain Wilson, and he, he can't say things without you thinking of Dwight because it's such a big character. Yeah, yeah. And he did it so well that he, he's almost typecast as the character that he created, which is a shame. But, he, you know, geez, you got nine seasons on one of the most popular sitcoms ever made. A lot of people have trouble with that. Like, remember, like, Joey from Friends? Same same problem. Just, like, completely yeah. typecast. Kramer never went on to do anything because nobody <laughs> could see him. He did go on to do something. Well, well yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he went on to do something a bit controversial, but... But no, you know what I mean? Like, he's never been in a, another show or anything. Do you know he had a spin-off show? I think... Did, um, you, did you know this? Yeah. He was a detective. He was like a, a bungling slapstick private eye. What? They, they made one was. series of it. Yes, Kramer. Michael Richards had a spin-off show. But exactly like Raid Wilson had his detective show. Right. I, I think it was called The Michael Richards Show. But he plays like this trench-coated, bungling goof. It's like private eye. It's really weird. He's basically the exact same character as Kramer. Yeah. It's bizarre. Like, you can find it on YouTube. I, I, I do feel like spin-off shows used to be a really big thing. You don't see them as much now. I don't now. know. Were they, though? Like, uh, I'm, Dude, trying to think of, so I'm trying to think of a spin-off show that actually worked. That Because I know... Laverne and Shirley was very popular. That was a spin-off from uh, Happy Days. Because Joey... They were, they were two characters that turned up. Um, Joey, Joey had his own show. He I had his own show, Joey. but I don't think it. I don't think it. it I watched went anywhere. it. It was garbage. Yeah, it was. Yeah, trash. it was awful. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, it was awful. It didn't. Yeah, work, because he's really. not. He's not a character that has any real substance to him, right? In in no. Friends, he was like uh, he was a sixth of the show or whatever, right? And they would just use him when they needed to for like you know light relief or whatever. He was kind of like a funny guy that they laughed. At mostly originally. I mean, yeah. they, I think I ended up laughing with him, but a lot of the time he was like, just, oh, I'm, I'm eating pizza. Um, would you guys, I ate it. I ate it all. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he had like that sort of like bro dynamic with Chandler, right? Where they had like their own lazy he boy was chairs one. and. Yeah, shit like that. You know, I mean, like, but Better Call Saul is a spin-off of Breaking Bad. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's and that's fantastic. That's, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. That's yeah. I think that's probably the best example of a spin-off I can think there, of. There have been there have been loads. Uh, Frasier is the best spin-off. Frasier, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah, and there was of course. a show called Frasier, yeah. The Tortellis, which was a spin-off spin-off of of Cheers. The right. Tortellis. So Frasier was a spin-off what? of Cheers, and there was a show called The Tortellis. Who are the Tortellis? They were um, Carla's loutish ex-husband. No fuck. So way. Carla, yeah, it was a one series show. Yeah, I bet it was. 13 episodes. <laughs> and it had Dan Hedaya in it. You know, Dan Hedaya? He's like, you, you'll recognize him if you see him straight away. Right. So the idea was it's an American sitcom, the first spin off of Cheers starring Dan Hedaya and Gene Kassem. And it was, yeah, Nick and Loretta Tortelli, who were like, for whatever reason, there was a spin off show. Uh, like, I, I honestly think it used to happen a lot, a lot more. Chicago Fire had three spin-off shows, which is still What the fuck going. is Chicago Fire? I've never even You never remember that. Chicago Fire? No. Oh man. <laughs> what is so, it? You know, you know, it's just a show about a fire department in Chicago. So then they they were like, shit, this is popular. Let's make a police what one. What did they make like three other fire <laughs> department spin-offs? Yo, Angelo, where are you moving to? <laughs> yeah, I gotta move to Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota Fire. <laughs> right. Do you think that Columbo had a spin-off show? Uh probably, yeah. It did. Yeah. Called 
Mrs. Columbo. They oh, made one series of Mrs. Columbo. Are <laughs> fucking joking me? I'm not Come joking. On. I'm Mrs. Not joking. Columbo? I love Mrs. how these Columbo. all last for one series. <laughs> one season? Let's yeah, try it out, see how it goes. Oh, let's ask this quickly. Fuck me. So, the, the Cosby Show, one of the biggest shows oh, of the yeah. 80s. Oh, well, yeah. That had, uh, what's it called? Um, Can you remember? Uh, fuck, I'm trying to think of the name. It had uh, Denise in it, right? Uh, a the, different world. A different world. Different That's world. the one. Yeah, that yeah. was a spinoff. I, well, that, I yeah. really liked that. What was I, so, I, both of those shows were, were big in the. 80s well, they had Cosby. There was like a like a reinvented Cosby show that wasn't part of the original Cosby timeline that came back when he was like much really? older. Yeah, it was like just another Cosby show, and it was similar in format but completely different. Like uh, it was bizarre. It was just so fucking weird. Huh. And I think Theo was in it as well. Possibly, but I, I don't remember it like oh, well. I'm not sure. Th- that reminds that me great. of Cleveland. Do you, ever, do you remember that? Like the Family, family Guy, guy. spin off yeah. for Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Like Cleveland from Family so Guy. So, believe it or not, the, the series Joey ran for two seasons. They made 46 episodes of Joey. Oh, 46 episodes. So, can you believe it? Coming back to some of the Seinfeld cast, it was like a, it was like a very sort of George, Elaine, and Kramer all suffered massively like not being able to land any roles or I think or J- do Jason anything. Alexander and and Michael Richards definitely but Julia Louis-Dreyfus did Veep which is very well She did received. but that was only only very recently though like I mean not very recently but like it took her a long time I mean Seinfeld ended in the 90s right yeah, yeah. Veep is like a couple of years old I think like it took a while for her to like actually break out into anything, and I think I think, I think it's the whole tough, time she was trying as well, which is yeah, crazy. That, that is that is true. But I also think that women in uh, Hollywood, especially, I, I read about this. They, there, there are two phases to to a woman's career in Hollywood. There's the you're young and hot enough that people are going to fancy you at the executive level. Yeah, she's hot. Put her on a TV show, and then you get to middle age, and unless you're like a stunning actress who's like going to going to carry on, there's like a dead zone, and then you can come back and play you, Matrix. You quickly right. have to do mum roles, right? Yeah, I've, I've seen that a lot. So it's it's like yeah. if you think about men, Bruce Willis has been an action hero, and the dude's in his fucking sixties, right? Like the dude has never stopped playing action heroes. All of them are still and Arnie the same, and all these guys. But women. Are, Women in Hollywood are meant to be good looking and then you can fuck off for a bit and then you can come back if you're a good actress and you can be like Meryl Streep. Right. Yeah, like there's there's plenty of male, male roles all the way up. Like like Keanu's never really, if anything, got more roles. He's, got he's more action heroes. roles. John Wick. And then he's like, the dude's in his 50s, right? Yeah. 50, it's like, yeah, John 55, Wick. something maybe, right. yeah. And, and um, shit, you see it all the fucking time with, with other, other, other people too. It's so I really think whenever, whenever you see someone like Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who's a really good comic actress, I think she's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, she's funny, yeah. She needed she she almost needed to to come back when she could play a slightly older role because that's the way Hollywood, Hollywood casts women. Because Have I watched it? Yeah. I watched a bit of it. It was... It was it, it, is it written by Armando Iannucci, who did The Thick of It? Yes. So I'm a huge fan of his. I've, I've watched everything that he's done, but for some reason I haven't watched that, and I should. It's been so on for like seven years. So Yeah, like, I know. So well, it's good. Of... You know, well, Sips has never watched The US Office. We both but but sometimes up. sometimes you think, like, whatever happened to this actor or actress, and then you realise, oh shit, they actually did this fucking show for yeah, ever, yeah. and they just got trapped in that show. Yeah. You know, like, I, I imagine, like, when... Patrick Stewart was doing Star Trek The Next Generation for like 10 or 15 years. You know, he was just... Because doing a TV show with that many episodes, you know, it must just be 
just to, to just suck up all of your time. Look at Charlie Fairhead in Casualty. The dude in <laughs> Casualty. Charlie. He's been in it forever. He tried to leave a couple of times and he's he keeps coming back. Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back That's in. That's it. They That's keep pulling him back in. He's been in for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my god. I mean, I that's, god. that's people have come and gone and I mean he's one of them, but he's he, he always comes back. I I mean I remember as a kid. Um, as like a six or seven year old kid, my mum would uh, we my mum was my mum was a biochemist. So she, for some reason, she liked watching Casualty. That was the only soap we really watched. Um, right. As as uh, and so I always used to watch Casualty, and I remember fucking Charlie being in there as a character. I think yeah. it was. It's not like a really very adult show. You know, they, there's usually a little bit of someone being sick occasionally or something like that. It's crap. It's Casualty's crap. <laughs> it's terrible. Man, but, I, um, I, I, sometimes I think about your childhood, Lewis, and like I feel so depressed. Like I, I think maybe I have it wrong or something. Like I just imagine it was great. I've always, I always imagine you being like da, really, da, really watching TV, watching crappy eighties TV. Yeah, but I always imagine you doing it in like a sterilized room, like uh, like in a bubble or something, with like a turtleneck on, and like your mum just like only lets you watch like casualty and maybe yeah like, i think maybe she was like rubbing like eczema cream into my scalp or something yeah time, yeah you know? I, just so I wasn't a very like, healthy child you know did you did you carry like a briefcase to school or anything or oh yeah i did i had a i had a brown briefcase. were you a briefcase boy you have, like, yeah, a, did you wear a bow tie to school and uh, like a propeller <laughs> cap and stuff too or? yeah and uh the, the, right. the braces the trouser braces whatever they're called oh yeah suspenders yeah. suspenders yeah yeah did so you, get this you get ever this, have those right? sock suspenders like you know the ones that like corporate corporate men wear you know like hell they, yeah <laughs> those are awesome <laughs> oh man so how many spin-off shows do you think happy days had uh, not oh, many fuck. i can't imagine the fawns probably had his own show okay. i would have thought seven jesus fucking Christ. seven what this is this is how seven? tv used to be i mean laverne and shirley which was actually quite popular they were two bit part characters i think they were like the fawns's girlfriends in one so, episode so happy days all i remember about happy days was that it was before my time it was an american right. sitcom about yeah. people in school no they, it was set in the 50s it right? was in that weezer video that one time too remember yeah it was made in the 70s it, happy days was the fawns and the cunninghams and the fawns lived in like an apartment upstairs from the cunninghams and he was like cool. He was like, hey, you know, he was like the coolest guy. And yeah. they were all preppy, nerdy kids who needed his help to, to land girls. It was, it was set in the 50s, but it was made in the 70s and 80s. 70s show set in the 50s. Okay. Yes. We're going back so in Laverne, time. Laverne and Shirley was a spinoff of that, which is actually quite popular. It ran for eight seasons. And I used to watch it when I was a kid. It was about two women that worked in a beer bottling factory in Milwaukee. The, the theme tune was really iconic and they, they work on the line and the bottles are coming down and they stick their gloves on the bottles. All the older Americans out there will know what I'm talking about. Blansky's Beauties was another spin-off from that show. What? Which was uh, Nancy Walker played Howard Cunningham's visiting cousin, Nancy Blansky. So Blansky's Beauties was a spin-off. Mork and Mindy was a spin-off of Happy Days. If you remember no Mork way. and Mindy, that was Robin Williams was a character on there as like a crazy guy and then he got his own show. And this was like, Robin Williams was nobody in those days. And then obviously that launched his whole career. Then there was the Mork and Mindy animated series, which is technically a spinoff of Mork and Mindy. But there was Out of the Blue, which I'd never heard of, Jimmy Brogan as Random, an angel in training who's assigned to live with and guard a suburban Chicago family, which sounds bonkers. The Fonz and the Happy Days Gang, which was an animated show. And Joni Loves Chachi, which was... A short-lived show with um, Joni loves Chachi. The yeah, fuck it was is that even named? <laughs> no, I know they were two characters on the on the Happy Days, Joni and Chachi, 
And uh, Chachi was like the Fonz's cousin or his nephew or something. Did, is, and was they... that like a one-way relationship? What did Chachi not I love? I don't know. I don't Joni? know. Chachi also loved Joni. It's a big question. I would question. hope so. Man, but that's oh the man. way TV used to be. If a character was a hit, they'd pump a show out, spin off. You know what I mean? That's Didn't the way they did Dave it. Dave Chappelle do something. Didn't? Wasn't he like? I'm sure I read that he was in like an episode of Home Improvement or something, and he fucking had his own spin-off show for like a, a, a season, but it was just total garbage. This, I might, did I dream Was that? it Home Improvement? I can't remember. He was in something weird. <sighs> Dave Chappelle Pro- had a, uh, a sitcom, very short-lived sitcom, which was awful. Dave Chappelle? Yeah, yeah Dave Chappelle. It was called Buddies. Sorry, right. Sips has just woken up when we said no, Dave no, Chappelle. You're right. Buddies. But, but Buddies but- was a spin-off from Home Improvements. Buddies? It was called, yeah, it was called Buddies. What the and fuck? Let's have a look. It only made 14 episodes. He was the lead role. Lead role. Comedians Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer attracted the attention of TV network executives with their guest appearances in one episode of Home Improvement. The storyline had Chappelle and Brewer play friends who appeared together on Tool Time to ask Tim Taylor advice on their girlfriends. And that one outing was so popular, they gave them their own show. But it was awful. And if you, I watched an interview with Dave Chappelle where he said it was just terrible. And he wasn't able to do any of the writing on it or anything like that. So he was really pissed off. Oh and then my he God. was on. They recorded 13 episodes, but only. Five went out. Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> it was unaired. Man, Holy oh shit. man. Yeah. So uh, he thought it was all over. Like he was still doing stand up. I've watched a lot of. I, I love Dave Chappelle. He's one of my favorite comedians, and I've, I've watched a lot of interviews with him. And he was saying like he was trying, and he was you know he, he didn't understand how TV worked. And he he eventually the, the Dave Chappelle show came out, and it was huge. Like it was absolutely huge. And the weird thing for me is that Dave Chappelle had been seeking fame and trying to go out there and make it for such a long time. And then the Chappelle show was like colossal, uh, enormous hit. And he made so much money from it that it freaked him out. And he, like, he, he just couldn't handle the pressure and he had to run off. But uh, he's, in a, he's an amazing comedian, but yeah, it, it is weird. He is very Chappelle funny. Show, Chappelle show is, so, I mean, he's such a good comic. I, I, I can imagine how that buddies thing works, you know, cause we, we had a very similar situation where, you know, we wanted, we were gonna look at making our own animation show thing and, and it was very quickly sort of taken out of our hands by other people. And they were like, well, don't worry, we, we got this guy who's written loads of stuff before. He did the Sonic the Hedgehog animation. Did you see that, Dad? And we're like, what? <laughs> and he, he did like uh, an episode of The Simpsons uh, in 1992. It's like, oh, my God, really? And it, it was, you know, that's quite an accolade. Yeah, it was not It was like a low IMDb rating, but uh, yeah. And then he did like, um, do you know what I mean? Like, like, like what, what, what we... What we what we working with here? You know, a guy who wrote his his filmography is a Sonic the Hedgehog animation. You know, <laughs> the, like this isn't the really the right. Could you imagine like you know Dave Chappelle like doing a, a, a you know Chappelle show and the, the 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 production company are like yeah we got got a great script got a great script from this guy. He's got a huge huge filmography, famous famous stuff. He did the Nutty Professor, <laughs> and uh, he wrote two episodes of Tony Loves Chachi. Yeah, exactly, exactly. P Flex, like that kind. I, of- I think a lot of it is that the people that work in films and TV are very protective of like their arena, and they think that they know exactly what works. So if you're coming in with a good idea, or you're really funny, like Dave Chappelle, and you want to do a show. They're like, uh huh, yeah, we'll we'll take it from here. You know, we have we we have a way of doing these things, and they have their own writers and their own producers, and they they really just want you to be the talent that walks around and says things, and maybe people will watch it because you're in it. They don't actually want you to have a show of your own. A lot of comedians, I think, 
like Seinfeld when he got his show. I don't know how much I'd have to I'd love to know more about it, but I don't know those early episodes. Was it just him and Larry David? And it was like they just gave them complete control because I feel like the show really found its feet after like season two. I think a lot of what was in the show was sort of like, you know, like, you know, in the in the actual show when George and Jerry pitched NBC the show about nothing and everything. I think a lot of that stuff was more or less their story because there was a lot of a lot of Larry David's comedy is infused with like his real life experiences like Kramer was based on a real person that used to yeah, live yeah. close to him, like, it's definitely it's definitely coming back around to the, the whole office sort of scenario really of, of just these kind of everyday life experiences that everyone is is familiar with in some way or at least relatable you know it's that it's that real life, like tangible, reachable comedy that that you see exaggerated, you know, well, a little bit like you know things things we we talk about that happen, you know, like simple stuff that like you just, my bath plug, yeah, like you know, yeah. it's it's very much like daily life. You guys want to hear about that again, or we over you? Do <laughs> run run over that one in case people didn't know? Just in case anybody forgot about it, or but or man, like, no. So I'll be watching. Watch, I've watched all the Office, having a good time. I never watched the uh, American Office. I kind of, I kind of just brushed it off or or shrugged it off and didn't bother you should, watching it. You should it. watch it. It's genuinely brilliant. But the reason like, I really the reason show. I didn't watch it was because I cuz it's Steve Carell's in it, right? Yeah. Steve, yeah. And I just thought it was just going to be him being him, which was like funny years ago. Like I I found him really funny like, you know, when he was on um the Daily Show and and whatever. Right. But, you know, like when he started getting big in Hollywood and being in movies and stuff, you know, it just like it just makes like all those sounds and stuff. And it's like, again, it's pretty funny. But I thought that The Office was just going to be that, you know, it's like, oh, here, no, he's, he's here very comes good. our His wacky boss. Like making these stupid high pitched sounds and stuff. You and I sure thought, you've got the right fuck, guy? I don't want to watch that at all. <laughs> it's not Jim Carrey. Yeah. No, but he's kind of like he is. He at times he is a bit like that, isn't he? Like I, I do fucking... feel like maybe like I don't know whether people are watching my like my my brain or whatever. But I was I was I was fed like um, there's like um, Tom Clancy's uh, Jack Ryan, obviously. Um, that's got bloody uh, Jim from The Office in it. Yeah. yeah. And I've also, because I saw him in The Quiet Place as well. I watched yeah, that. I thought that was good. Yeah, it was good. Like you that. know he's married to Emily Blunt? Holy shit. I mean, he's she's done well fine. for himself. Definitely. <laughs> she's, um, she's fine as, who's the Emily, <laughs> Emily Blunt. Hang on a second. Uh, <laughs> Let me take a look here. Sips needs to update uh, his. Yes. She, she's English. She's English. Yes. Sexy so girl. She, she's fantastic. Man, you know who Emily else Blunt. is English? That, that girl that's selling the bathwater on uh, on on the internet. Yes, I was amazed. I was so <laughs> let down. Yeah, how could you? So fucking shit. I when I was away this weekend, I was at CoxCon this weekend, which is not a porn convention. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's for Jesse. Was Cox. she there? No, she wasn't there. But people were people mentioned like the whole bathwater thing or whatever, and it's one of those things that people sort of mention. It's like, oh, I yeah, can't I can't believe that sort of thing. So whatever. But apparently, she's got like uh, on her Patreon, she does. We should do this. I think her top. <laughs> I think her top tier one is I'll do anything, basically. Um, oh no! And so somebody did the top one and said, "Eat like a raw egg, shell and all." And so there's a video of her on the internet. 
fucking eating an egg and there's just like fucking yolk and shit dripping down and the, she has to eat the shell and you just hear like crunching on the shell and stuff and oh my god it's like oh, oh it's pretty hard to watch I, I watched it for like two seconds you watched it for two hours yeah, and then yeah, that was it yeah I, I, you know fucking I've, I talked about this a little bit before with Duncan but, but basically I think it's like super good marketing you know I, she's not right. selling the, the bath water she's selling other stuff she's selling the Patreons she's selling herself like she's selling like you know her brand everybody's heard of her now it's real clever yeah um it's super, i just worry super I want, I, if i was her her dad i'd be devastated that my daughter was um was on the internet uh, selling her own bath water i'd be like what are you doing honey there's all I, these crazy people have you out ever there. been to her twitter page no i didn't oh know. go check check it out right now flax go to uh What's her name is like Belle Delphine on, uh, on twitter yeah check it out right now god just Delphine. yeah it Belle. is it is just a masterclass in how to make like a modern like nerd icon do you know what i mean for for, for people on the internet who love anime <laughs> a masterclass love... it is a masterclass <laughs> it's a masterclass right, honestly okay. she's like following all the memes and trends and stuff like all of the ahigao and all that stuff have you seen this it's like oh uh, if you haven't then just google it up it's just you'll I, find I'm it worried. i i i mean she's i don't know what the future is here she's incredibly anime yeah she's basically a real life anime but i mean she's got like really good camera stuff like this i think she has a photographer this is way too lewd like some guy what <laughs> well what are you, i can't follow this <laughs> what do you mean she's just geez she's flashing all sorts of private parts of the things <laughs> your search engine hey, is now fucked i'll tell you something right this this is uh i, I really embarrassed myself right. last week I, I was going to leicester uh to play magic the gathering okay i went up there to play magic the gathering we came last but we had a lot of fun right and from belle delphine to Magic the Gathering. This is the this is the Triforce podcast. I, mean, the, I wanted to change the subject. The subject had to change at some point, Lewis Christ. <laughs> that was so, a hard swerve, though. It was. I've got whiplash. So, it was. <laughs> I, I was I was heading up there on the train, and I was waiting at Strawberry Hill Station <clears throat> to get the train up to, to, to King's Cross. And I'm waiting there at the platform, and the thing says, do not board the next train. It's not for public use. And I thought, oh, this will be interesting. A train pulls in stops at the station and I'm listening to my music and I'm looking at my phone and then I hear a list of stations being read off on the on the 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 PA and I'm thinking what well, that sounds like my stations but the train isn't here yet because there's this one and then I see the doors open and the guard is like making sure that everybody's got on and he's closing the doors and I suddenly realized that that was the train my train for public use I don't know what the fuck the message was about so I start running down the platform to get on the train and the guard waves me off. He's like, too late. And if I miss this train, I'm going to miss my train. And I'm like, oh no. And then he sees I'm sort of all dejected. I give this dejected slump. And he sort of stops a second. Then he blows his whistle one more time and he waves to me like, get on the train. So I'm running. And as I'm just getting on the train, I stop and I blow him this big theatrical kiss. Like, <laughs> nice. And I thought, why did I blow a kiss to the guard? And he kind of looked at me a bit like, huh? And I got on the train and sat down and hoped that he didn't walk through the carriage and say, did you just blow a kiss to me? Because I, I was really humiliated. But I got there on time. That's it. Nice. I'm still Sorry, I'm just I'm s processing we're just, and, and we're just browsing. That's all right. It was for the viewers or the listeners. It's not for you. <laughs> nice. I need to close this browser window. But it reminded oh. me of there's an episode of Seinfeld where George has to jump over a puddle and he jumps over it in a rather theatrical way yes. and gets chased down the street by the kids. It just made me think of that. That was my jumping over a puddle moment. That was your jumping over a puddle moment. This Belle Delphine is winking in every single picture she's ever posted I online. I can't. I've, have, I've had to close the browser window. I can't keep it up yeah, there. It's Lewis too distracting. Just couldn't, just couldn't fucking stand for one moment longer the master 
masterclass. It was just so too I, much I, for I don't think I don't think there's any actual nudes. I think she's never released a nude or a no, nipple or anything. No, I don't think there's a nude. I don't think there's any nudes. I think it's all very much like titillation. It's all very clever. I didn't like, really, I really uh, think it's I, I didn't know much about her until like uh, obviously, you know, the whole sort of bathwater meme thing started going. <clears throat> I don't I can't remember why I I happened across her on Twitter. Uh, and I was um, surprised, to say the least, <laughs> by what I what I saw. <laughs> and delighted. No, no, no. I, I want to say for the record, I wasn't wasn't particularly delighted. It's just um, there's 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 a million ways to skin a cat, isn't there? There's the uh, right. There's, uh, Wait, there's a, we're off the hook. She was born in South Africa. Right. Okay. She oh, was a thank what God. do you mean? Thank God. I mean, I didn't want one of my people, the the proud British people degrading themselves eating eggs for money and selling bathwater the egg eating thing is uh, is a tough watch honestly i've been on the internet for a long time i've seen a lot of shit i feel like i've done the equivalent of like you know seven or eight tours of duty like if we were talking like war terms or whatever (laughs) and uh that egg eating thing was a tough one i couldn't i couldn't really watch much of it at all I just I I mean, felt so awkward and it was just so weird. Like, I don't know. Get her in the yolks, Gus Lewis. I've we could s- use some more egg eaters. Yeah. We need, we can't. I, oh, <laughs> we, we, need we need people. I'm sure Hatfields have eaten worse. <laughs> Holy shit. Egg eaters. Oh, I, I don't know. Is it one of the cases where as soon as she opens her mouth and actually says something, she's completely obnoxious or or does it like does it shatter? I the... don't know. I've never even heard her speak. She's before. got like a I, I saw a video with her talking. Is she the full uh, package? She she's got quite a sweet like Surrey accent or something, you know? Oh really? She, she's just a regular sounding girl. Okay. Right. Girl next she's door. She's not like some some shrieking. She's got it all you know, sewn up. I'm she's... gonna eat your egg, governor! You know, she's, she's gonna be like huge, mark my I, words. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she already is though. She's got four and a half million followers on Instagram. Well, there you go. I mean, that's... Uh, I mean, she's already absolutely massive, but I think, like, you know, I think it's it's only going to get bigger, I think. That's crazy. That's so, crazy. Yeah, holy crap. What could we do on our Patreon that isn't degrading and yeah, that we how would can, happily do? How can we catapult ourselves up to the dizzying heights of four and a half million followers on Instagram? Do we even have right. an Instagram? Well, you need to, first of all, sign up to Instagram. I have an Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Real Perian Flax is on Instagram. I got messages from... Triforce fans all the time okay, saying, I, hey, here's a picture of me at work and stuff. And I'm like, cool. I, I don't get anything like that on Instagram. My Instagram account, okay, I started it up because I have a problem where I live with seagulls shitting on my laundry that's drawing on the line. And uh, so I, I kind of use my Instagram account as a photo evidence journal of this stuff. <laughs> so but actually okay. my Instagram account is just pictures of my dad shorts with shit on them as they're hanging on the line. That's well, it. okay. I, I think this is And a is couple like, of smears up the wall as well. My, my Instagram rule is I do not smile in any of my Instagram pictures. Wow. So right. if you look at any of them, they're all me looking surly. <laughs> right. Like every single one. I like this. I like how we all have a theme for our Instagram accounts. What's your theme, Lewis? Well, I yeah. think you have to. And also, I think that you... I, there's a thing people do is when they... They see like uh, a popular person. You've seen this um, do, doing like a pose, like like Belle Delphine in her bath, right, uh, pouring water on herself. You need to take that same picture uh-huh. from the same angle in your bath. Okay, do you know what I mean? Okay, like you need to try and you to see what she's doing and just copy it. You know, she's like leaning over with her sexy underwear. You're like picking up a child's toy, like holding onto your back. Oh, right. you got to take the equivalent picture. 
You know, she's like sexily eating like a a hot dog. You're like, you know, burning one on the barbecue. I don't know. It needs sexily. to be like it needs to sexily. It needs I don't to think be I can compete, honestly. I think like I think I gotta find a different way, Lewis. I don't think I can match. You know what I mean? You're, what you haven't got the the vigor. Of I don't a young think I. I don't Instagram think I do. Star. I don't think I got the looks. I don't think I got the personality. I don't think I have the chutzpah. Chutzpah. <laughs> I don't think I have the. Uh, I, I don't think I can pronounce chutzpah. I don't think I have the. I don't, I don't have think I have all those things that that make somebody popular on Instagram. You know what I mean? Do you know what it is? You have some fucking self respect. Oh, it's Instagram's a young a young person's game, big time, right? Like yeah, but the ones that are big have no self respect. They'll do anything. Instagram P Flex looks like my dad's Facebook. Do you know what I, mean? <laughs> I know. It's, it's that's the that's the vibe, man. Look, it's you like know, you can try to go young, or you can just accept you're who just you trying are. To bring, you're trying to bring the respect back to Instagram. It's like you understand, <laughs> yeah. like, why you've had to take a selfie, but it's like, it's basically, it looks like those old people posts where the, 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 you've been confronted with a thing which says, we now need to take a picture of you to get to this next <laughs> stage. And so you just literally press the button, yep. not really realizing that it's taken a picture of you. And then that's what you've uploaded. Yep. I love it. Man. Also, two of the, two of the, two of the six pictures are the top six pictures of you holding a gigantic stein of beer <laughs> yeah that's when i'm very happy i think you should make it a beer like a, a beer one of them is that the the big the uh, ein Gross that i got in germany which was great and one of them is a double cider that you could get in birmingham it's a double pint it's two pints in one i was i've never been happier in my life i i think you should you should just make it a passion project right like every like every post should be you drinking a beer or you drinking something or like because there's the, like there's always this it's always been a thing and some of them are terrible but like you know it's a guy like on YouTube who smokes a different cigarette every day or checks out a lift every day you know there's always those weird shitty channels which I don't which need a gimmick exists. man I can't even I remember think I, don't want a gimmick. I can't remember what my Instagram is but I want you guys to take a look at it now let me just have a quick look and see uh, the real sips what? I'll look for sips no it's like hi I am sips or something like that I think hi it's sips hi it's me sips or something you've got three pictures on there one of bird poo on trousers a second yes. three of they're all bird poo yes that's mine one on the wall right yeah. one hi it's sips trousers and one on I'm another pair you. of trousers <laughs> Three. There's just bad shit on. I things. see what I mean. And now it's summer again. There's seven thousand followers. Wow. On your. It's not bad. Three. That's, bird shit your, covered your last, your last Insta post was like a year ago. I know. Well, I told you I set up the account very specifically for one thing. I'm just, and then I kind of like lost lost interest. You know, it didn't it didn't get a million overnight, and I was just like. That's eh, not worth my time. I'm going to follow you guys. You know? I'm looking it up. You don't follow me on Insta? Well, I took over the Yogscast one and obviously it wasn't is, is, following you Are you, you Lewis.Brindley? Is that you? No, I'm Yogscast. Oh, this is... This person says... Listen to this. Hi, Lewis Brindley is my life. Wow. That's what she says. You're whole... Yeah, okay. It's just old pictures of you. Like, really old pictures of you. Wow. Like, Yikes. how old are we talking? Like, uh, the Vegas Minecon pictures and stuff? I'm talking slightly chubby-faced Lewis with glasses That's, on. Those, those are the ones. Nice. Dream. A dream. Dream boy. The dream boy pictures, yeah. Fresh-faced, young, chubby, water-retaining ass motherfucker. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Water-retaining motherfucker. Water-retaining ass, John Travolta, necked. Fucking chipmunk cheeked motherfucker. Um, yeah, so, uh, sorry, Lewis, Instagram. What kind of things uh, do you uh, post on Instagram? I just post 
it, it like pictures of stuff, mostly just plugs of like when I'm streaming and stuff, and uh, occasionally pictures of things I've done and where I am right. and people. I, I tried to make an effort to post something every day. Right. Well, I, found I can't it, even find you. I fucking... found it really hard. Like, I really wanted to be able to use social media. I've ne- it's something I've never been able to do. This whole I, f- time. I find I've... social de- media, I don't know about you guys, but I find it utterly soul destroying and depressing. I, I get like no joy out of being on social media. Like, no, neither me. It's, no. it's, I, it's, I, it's I can't such it. a fucking cesspool isn't it like holy crap all right I, I want you guys to look for lewis brindley all one word look at this guy's instagram account sorry about the blooming soaring going on and my neighbor's having a loft conversion oh man lewis brindley his name is lewis brindley nba houston rockets comic books batman all right right okay if you look down at picture number seven and look at that sort of weird cockeyed smile that he's doing look at how many pictures he makes that that's his pose right that's his photo pose that's what I'm trying to combat with my surly dad pose. You're right, this guy he has is... a lot of the tilted head. Oh my yeah. god, it's all the way down. Like, if Everyone you look down, has he just that, though. Tilts Everyone has head, their camera face. Oh, slightly lopsided smile. Looks like he's looks like he just said something that he kind of took as an insult. He's trying to figure it out. If you meant it that way or if it was a compliment, that's the kind of face he's got. That's it. I think that's I'm on the wrong thing. Instagram Lewis Brindley. It's obviously not mine, but... It's not yours. Because look um, at this dude. He's, he's, he's a hunk. He's a hunk. He is. He's a hunk of chunk of burning love. Well, he's welcome to have that Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Like, go oh, for How it. good of you. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I basically my attitude towards social media is I, I know I should use it because certain people want to use it and they they want to be like notified of stuff that's that's gone out and I want to post some stuff somewhere like I do have some pictures and interesting shit that happens occasionally right but you know and I want to just throw it out there so it's got a place to 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 go but I think if it's like sufficiently interesting the go on Instagram and the Twitter oh yeah whereas this if it's must not that you. interesting it could just go on Twitter I don't know. I don't know. I, I've never liked it. I really wanted to try and be like, you know, someone who who used it properly and smartly. But I, I, I just and I tried to train myself to be that egotistical asshole who wants to take a picture of his face every day. Right. And I couldn't do it. I could not. Basically, what I'm saying is that I'm my ego is intact. Man, I don't know. I'm looking through this right now and it looks like you've done it. Like there's a lot of pictures of you on here. There is, but it's not daily. And right. I've had to I, every time I post a picture of myself, I'm uncomfortable. Right. I don't know. You're uncomfortable. You know what kind of comments I get when I post a picture? Look at this old fucker. He looks like an egg. Oh look, it's Himmler. Like it's just continual. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. It's just part of it. You gotta have fun with it. If people are gonna find pleasure in laughing at your dome. Or your resemblance to one of the, you know, prime movers in the Third Reich. So be it. As long as it entertains people. So uh, when you post on Instagram, Lewis, does it post to Twitter as well? I it have can a, do. I have a. I have a program. I, I have it linked. It. Yeah. yeah. I, I just have it linked where it says, "Do you want to share it to Twitter?" And I do. Where does? Where do you link that? It's just one of the options. You just link it to other accounts, and when you go to tweet, it just says, "Do you want to tweet this to?" When you post it on Insta, it'll say to you, "Do you want to tweet this as well?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" I see. I'm not. Yeah, I had to. I used like a. There's like a couple of things you can use. I think I used a little. There's loads of little websites that kind of like. There's like one called like If This Then That, which is quite good. Which basically is like an automation thing. I, I'd like to try and automate more shit in my life. You know, and some people have all done that really well. Like for example, they'll be like, um, you know, when I get home, you know, connect my phone to the home wi-fi and upload all my pictures to the dropbox and turn the lights on and do you know what i mean when when my phone goes within range of my 
like when I leave, I turn off all the lights automatically. Show me, like like people have automated stuff a lot with these types of program, and yeah, yeah, they can really be quite cool. But actually, like fuck it, like how much effort is it to actually? the light switch are you really like saving like five seconds a day by spending like two hours setting up something that doesn't work all the time no I don't yeah know. no now, every time i try and rig something up it always doesn't quite work properly do you know what i mean right like i had um i had a light sensor in my old place and uh, sorry like a motion sensor and the idea was that when i well, when, like at 10 o'clock i would have the lights like dim a little bit so i'd be like oh, okay so i'm getting ready to like go to sleep so i had like um hue bulbs in my old place and um but every time i was like doing something like either reading a book or like painting a model or something and the lights were dim and i'd have to go manually turn like the, the light back on and then the motion sensor would just turn them back down again and i'd be like oh, fuck's sake and i have to turn the motion sensor around it was more faff than it was worth basically oh, man. i tried to like it, like automate healthy habits and it just ended up being more more trouble than it was worth i'm not very good i'd like to I think I think in in, a, in an ideal world, I'd love to have like these cool automated things helping me out. But actually, it's never it's never all that straightforward, is it? You and know? Do, honestly, the other thing is, you give all this control to these big to big tech. Big tech, you yeah. You talk about big farm and all this. What about they're big spying tech? on you when you're taking pictures of, of a bird shit on your shorts? They're triangulating. They they know. They know where you live and they know your They know. They know the kind of stuff that you're buying and fuck those shorts that like, they bought for H from H and M. It looks like you that got bird those. Shit. From looks Primark. like it was coming down at a forty five degree trajectory. Here's here's one for you about forty five degree trajectories, all right? <laughs> I was talking to a guy who's a prototype engineer. Right. All right. Shout out to Peter. He's a, he's a top lad. I met him at the magic thing. He knows some guys that do <laughs> prototypes for like the defense industry and stuff like this. And one of the ones they're working on, I think they call it the marked man hypothesis. This is a drone hypothesis and they put it into like test phases. So you have two drones. It's a, it's an assassination drone system. Whoa. You have one drone that goes around and looks at people, facial recognition. It can do this in a crowd. It goes around and if it finds one of the people it's looking for, it gets their attention with this little drone. They sort of, you know, it's like a weird looking, it's got something weird looking on the front that draws your attention while you're looking at it. Hovering several hundred meters up in the air above is the secondary drone, which is just a, a piece of aluminum in the shape of a spike. And this drone just goes straight into the face of the person. Whoa. Wow. So it's like facial recognition, assassination of like high value targets no collateral damage. But for some reason, it's scarier to me having a big spike crack into your head because a drone recognized you or thought it recognized you than dropping a bomb on someone. Like for, me, for me, it's scarier, even though a bomb should be far more terrifying. But there's something very, very deliberate and specific about a machine deciding, oh, it's, it's so-and-so. Quick, launch the aluminium spike. And it goes into your head and that's that. He also told me another amazing story. This is, this is unbelievable. I'm not even sure if this is true, but I like it anyway. Well, I mean, the first one sounded like something. It sounds crazy, right? A, a one-off scene in like a like Blade Runner. Do you know what I mean, or something? Yes. You know, so, where so there's here's like a big one. crowd of people, one of them's being hunted, and they're yeah. Like, yeah. So this guy, this friend, a friend of his, um, worked for uh, a big university, and they do a lot of testing on animals at big universities, like drug testing and and, and stuff like that. <clears throat> when they do it, they they sometimes have to breed. Um, these animals specifically to have like a particular genetic defect or whatever so that they can test the the, the, the drug. So when they do this, they tend to breed like 10,000 of these guinea pigs, literal guinea pigs, 
they'd all have like, they're all missing their legs or they've all got no fur or they've all got one eye. So you can't like sell them on as pets afterwards because they've been genetically modified. They're all identical as well. So you, you don't want to put them out into the guinea pig gene, gene pool. So at the end of the, the testing, they have to destroy them all. Uh, I'm, this is, I'm not saying either way whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying this is one of the things that happens. Yikes. So they've got these 12,000 guinea pigs. And sometimes when they do the medical testing, it works like first time. So they test it. Oh, it worked. And then they have to test it another like 30 or 40 times to make sure. Okay, well, that works. Trial over. But you've still got 11,960 guinea pigs that you don't need anymore. You can't give away and you can't use them for another trial, so they have to destroy them. So what they have is this big box with a with a door on it. And you now, open what they the got door. is they've got two drones, okay? The first drone <laughs> goes up and The thing is it would recognize all the guinea pigs. They're clones of each other. So you, you put them in the, in the cabinet, you close the drawer, and then it releases this gas that kills them painlessly. They they just like they get hypoxia and, and asphyxiate. But it's like they don't panic. It's like you know if you if you suffer from hypoxia at very high altitudes, you just you laugh and then you go to sleep and you die. It's it's terrible, but it's obviously better than just whacking them on the head with something. So this guy's job was to kill the guinea pigs, and he's put them in one at a time like he was told. Jesus. And after a while, he turns around and there's this huge pile of guinea pigs still to go, and he's starting to lose his mind all day long. He's just killing guinea pigs, killing guinea pigs one at a time. So he starts putting in a few more each time. By the end of it, he's putting so many in that he has to lean on the door to close it so he can kill these poor guinea pigs. And it changed him forever. Like he had to stop doing it. Worst job I could possibly think of. Holy Horrible. shit. Christ. I can't I can't believe that. Is that so that's a story you heard from a guy from his friend or something. Good it's Lord. a good story, even if it's not true, but it could be true. Yikes. Just think, you know, just think your job in the office with all those assholes. It's not that bad. It could seems, be worse. Pretty could fantastic worse. right now, right? Jesus Christ. You might live with like the fods upstairs and think, hey. oh, it's fucking horrible. But no. Could be worse. Could be you could be squeezing guinea pigs into a gas chamber all day. Holy shit. Fuck me. That is some nightmare fuel right there. That concludes you, this week's Strike Forces wow, great podcast. Thanks for that, Flax. What a, <laughs> oh, you're welcome. What a, what a good one to end on. Oh. <laughs> Fucking hell! Just gonna, right, that's just gonna go that. cry in my uh, in my in my bathroom with my head Jesus in the toilet Christ. for the rest of the day. Now, well, make sure you don't use the bath because the plug's kind of tricky. Yeah, I know it gets get stuck uh, very easily. Actually, fuck. Uh, all right, thanks everybody. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. See you later. Bye.